For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Friday the 23rd of June. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here. I'm joined by Shad Wicker. G'day, mate. How you doing? God, it's a good week to be a Queenslander, don't you think? Don't you think it's an amazing week to be a Queenslander? Uh, I think you've picked the wrong person to have this combo with because I was born in Queensland, <laughs> yeah, so I don't Great, <laughs> great. See, you must be really happy as well. Two State of Origins wrapped up in a week. I mean, can it get any better? I think it can with a 3-0 victory coming on. Our first whitewash since 2010 is on the cards, people. Bank it. I wouldn't mind being in Queensland this week. It's so cold down here in Sydney. Oh, my God. Well, we're getting a 27-degree day up here for uh, Friday, getting into the weekend, which is lovely. It's actually been a bit chilly through the week, I'm not going to lie. But, man, oh, I mean, we're going to talk about the uh, state of origin last night, the women's game. I mean, we've got to get to a third, but let's talk about it soon, Dan, all right? Sure, sure. Okay, we'll also talk tennis, AFL, some cricket, some NBA, right after this message from Shane Lee. G'day, guys. It's Shane Lee here. You may have heard I'm undertaking the Man Shake Challenge. That means I have to plan to lose some weight. So I'll be checking in with you guys and let you know how I'm going. I weighed myself this morning... Now, I think I've already actually lost a few kilos, but my first weight I'm registering right now, officially, it's 121 kilos. Ouch. Okay, let's see what sort of progress I'll make by next Friday. I'll see you then. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Women's State of Origin was last night. Queensland lost the game, but somehow won the State of Origin series. Yeah, so it was kind of weird scenes in Townsville. Uh, a penalty try at the end of the game gave New South Wales the victory. They took their time taking the kick when really, you know, they needed eight to nine points to manage to uh, get the shield or hold on to the shield. But um, unfortunately, because the way the points works for people that don't know was because there's only two women's State of Origin games, which is ridiculous, there should be three, um, yeah. the, the point score works the same way that you would see in like, I think like the FA Cup of the Champions League do it, where it's like on aggregate. So you play two games versus total score. Yeah, and that stuff's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you've won on, on data detail rather than actual the spirit of the game. You essentially have to look at the game as being played in quarters over two matches over two days essentially but it's it's the women deserve a third game 100 percent. i think if they're if if anything surely they've got one next year the scenes that happened at the end of that game were ridiculous where you have the winning side upset and the losing side stoked 
it's kind of a strange thing to kind of recognise. I know people were saying, you should never see this in State of Origin. You should never see the winning side looking bummed while the you know the losing side is, is I, cheering. I agree with that. But I, I was like, but that happens that. at Dead Rubbers as well. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Because they don't hand the shield over until game three. So, like, yeah. that could possibly happen in New South Wales uh, in a couple of yeah. weeks' time in the men's game. Great week for Queensland. Two shields. In, uh, in the space of a week is absolutely fantastic for the greatest state in the world. Yeah, congratulations, mate. <laughs> well done, well done. Proud of you. Let's have a look at the men's game. Yeah. Jerome Luai, does he deserve the amount of shit that he gets from the media and people in general? You know what I think the fascinating case of Jerome Luai is? He was your best what? player in game one and they almost refused to give him his flowers on that. Which, which yeah. I think was a shame. Obviously a losing side, but he was easily. When you see Jerome Luai talk, you can see that he's a nice person. So they've decided <laughs> to make him a bad guy of rugby league regardless. that, that He's just been painted as the bad guy. That's my opinion. For a guy that cops it a lot, he's definitely going to have an attitude. I mean, this very curious-level type of... Uh, demeanour to the sport, which I think rubs all of those talking head people the wrong way. I think the Jerome Luai has been a great origin player for New South Wales. Um, I think the criticism is a bit unfair. I understand his stupid uh, lashing out on social media that gets him in a little bit of trouble from time to time. But I also saw that Fittler said to the media that his post about, you know, telling people to chill, they got work the next day, was in response to the amount of death threats he was getting on his socials as well. So it's like... But but hold on, even if it wasn't in response to death threats, I don't think what he posted was that bad. He was kind of saying, criticise me all you like, you, you're still a shit cunt and I'm not. And I, I, if I was a young bloke, I'd probably say something similar. Yeah, I get it. I think there's. I think he doesn't choose his times properly. I really like Luai as a player. Yes. I think he's a great New South Wales player. If you get rid the of talking him- heads that you just mentioned, people like Andrew Voss, you know who's who's great, who's a great commentator or if whatever. He didn't play. He doesn't have the ground to stand on to choose how people should behave after playing a game of state of origin. If it was Wally Lewis making the comment, sure. But but these talking heads think that the game owes them and that they can dictate how players behave. I think that is old man idiotic. Yeah, but then we won't have a job here now either. <laughs> then I can't rip on anyone either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the way he's doing it was as though he's behaviour police. The way you, you rip on pay people yeah. is very different. He's just like, no, this is how you've got to behave. But I think it's, also uh, New South Wales media are just extremely hurt right now because they lost the game and he's an easy yeah, lightning yeah, rod for them to yeah, get upset yeah, about yeah. because he has been yeah. able to rub in their faces two years in a row a premiership title while they wanted yeah. to complain about his behaviour. So, like, I, I am yeah. in Camp Luai. I don't think – I think it's really overdone and a bit hacky to constantly complain about Jerome Luai Agreed. and what he says on social media. He didn't have a great game against Queensland, but none of your players had a great game against Queensland at Suncorp. He, had, he was probably one of your standout <laughs> players. He's been one of your standout players from the first two games easily. He kept you in the game. And he fires up when a lot of your team doesn't seem to fire up. I reckon he, he yeah. does respect your jersey. Um, but, you know – this side's going to have to have a massive... I've been looking at some of the articles today. This side's going to have a massive overhaul. They're looking at... Obviously, Freddie's likely gone. The question yeah. is who's going to be next. I saw an article saying that could Gus be a possible option. I don't know if he will because he's in his rebuild with the Bulldogs. But to get a, a Gus-like figure into camp really reeks of what we did with Wayne for one year, where we did the one-year 
veteran coach. What's the issue with bringing in Gus then? Well, the the the, the game is so big now. The state of origin competition is so big that no one wants to have someone who's doing something other than coaching Origin. Oh, right. Okay. So, like, you know, the idea of getting Ricky Stewart to do it, but he currently coaches Canberra, the splitting of it, they reckon it's not fair to, one, the, the coaches and the club, um, and the and they reckon the job's just too important. Since to- when does NRL care about conflict of interest? I, well, that's, that's very I true. Think that's a bit funny. That's very true. But uh, And I think the other thing as well is all these people getting upset about um, Freddie not making the right decision with the bench, which I agree putting Cook out in the centres instead of Murray seemed like the dumbest decision ever. Or Yo, not yeah. moving Yo out into the centres. Ridiculous. I Here's my conspiracy hat for it, though. I reckon he did it because um, Freddie's a rooster at heart and I think he wanted to sabotage a Rabideau's hooker by putting him out in the centres and not give props to a Rabideau's edge forward <laughs> slash centre who was deep. sitting on his bench. It goes that deep. I reckon it's that deep, mate. That's my Tim Fall hat prediction for what you. About, that's hilarious. <laughs> and, and actually believe that it's possible. Yeah, it's believable. It's the only logical yeah. explanation in my book. What's, what about poor Tommy um, Turbo? I mean, that bloke's been through the wars and suffered a torn pectoral muscle. I, I worry about Tommy yeah. Turbo's career at the moment. I think he, he won the Dally M and I don't think he's played a full season nah, since. Such a I bright flame and now it's just injury, injury, injury. Even watching the game, I was like, oh, that sucks Yeah, for Tommy Turbo. Yeah. Obviously, I would feel a lot worse if he wasn't wearing a Blues jersey <laughs> yeah. or playing for Manly on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, you got to feel for yeah. him because he is a killer talent. He's just gone through a rigorous uh, regime over when he went over to the States to fix that leg injury yeah. and now a torn pack rest of the season. I think Manly could be asking some very serious questions about him being a part of their side in the future. I know that sounds crazy, but Ruben Garrick plays good at fullback. They're going to slot him in at fullback. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be the move going forward, that Tommy is not a reliable... You can't expect to get half a season out of him at the moment, and that would be the potential to move him on to somewhere else um, if they can. I wouldn't be surprised if Manly do that. Yeah, we had the Tobojevic brothers on the um, Stuck in the Middle podcast with uh, Toby Rudolph and Liam Knight recently, and they, they seem like real like a nice family, so... You know, yeah. you, you can only wish for the best for someone like that. 100%. I mean, I hope that we see him back for a full season, but I just wonder, rugby league can be a brutal sport and a team like Manly yeah, um, tends, they, they do it sometimes. Sometimes Manly makes some pretty tough they decisions sure like that. So um, Let's have a look at the cricket. The Women's Ashes uh, series is underway. Day one gone. Uh, Australia put in a, a great batting performance, 328 for seven. England yet to bat. Man, at least Perry falling one shy of the century. <laughs> Doesn't that suck? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. But, uh, mate, we know that our, our women's side is, I'd say, the best in the world. And um, it's great. To, it's like I think it's great that we've got the, the series running alongside each other. Yeah. Like, I know it's probably not ideal in terms of trying to get, you know, a bit of separation between the two for eyeballs and and uh, media coverage, I guess. But it is kind of exciting that you got the Ashes running at the same time, the men's and the women's, and the opportunity to do a complete domination over the Poms <laughs> would be fantastic. No, I, I think it I think it makes sense even for media coverage because it's like having the women and men's tennis. That's true. Really. Um, but but I think the 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 women are playing well. They they're they're good to watch. So you know I think that it's only hundred percent. I, I just think this test series. Um, I look. I'm expecting 
us to absolutely walk over the palms. I mean, Shane will obviously have a bit yeah. more of an insight than we will because he's well. It's not actually it's not actually a series for the women. It's a oh, one-off well, in that test. case. We're definitely going to march all over him. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at yeah, that run yeah. total already. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Unless, I mean, England surprisingly get to 400. Who, yeah. We'll see. I mean, but I be, doubt it. it's a um, shame we don't have Shane on at the moment because I know he has great insight into, obviously, Test cricket, but especially uh, how the women are going over there and the makeup of that side. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's looking really good. I just felt so sad when I saw that 99. I was like, no. (laughs) Stay with us, because after this short break, we'll be talking tennis, AFL, and have a look at the NBA draft. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Shad, did you see Wimbledon? There's this, you know, great big painting, a piece of artwork depicting the sports champions. But uh, Andy Murray's mum has called in. He's a bit upset that he's not in it. Yeah, I, I would be as well. I think this is extremely disrespectful to Andy Murray. For those that don't know, it's the um, mural that they've put up at Wimbledon uh, celebrating some of the former champions. You've got Roger Federer in there with Nadal and Djokovic sharing a little bit of a, a laugh in the painting, yep. which is fascinating because I don't think that would happen. Uh, <laughs> in real life but sure that's the beauty of art it's whatever you want to interpret it as Um, and then they've got uh, you know an ode to the new I guess changing of the guard in tennis with Alcaraz and Yannick Sinner um, sharing a fist bump in the background you've got McEnroe in there uh, along with some uh, the the Williams sisters are up the back I believe as well yeah It's it's a celebration of champions and then down to the future but there's no Andy Murray. Now, bearing in mind... You think you'd have your local hero in there, yeah, right? So the, yeah, so Yannick Sinner and Alcaraz have not even won a Wimbledon. Uh, yeah. Sinner hasn't even been to a final. I don't even think I don't even think Alcaraz has been to a final either at, at Wimbledon. So you, you're kind of owing to two guys that haven't done anything on your court. Meanwhile, Andy Murray, when he won in 2013, he was the first Brit to win Wimbledon in 77 in like years. years. Yeah. And then he did it again a few years later where he only dropped one set the entire tournament. So, like, you know what I mean? He's a champion of Wimbledon for you, a local hero, as you put it. Uh, I I think that it is appalling that you wouldn't pay homage to one of the great British tennis players of the past two decades, three decades. Like, I mean, if you count it as just Wimbledon wins, the the best in a century nearly. So so I, I think it's actually is pretty fair enough for his brother to say this is one of the like an absolutely disgraceful and appalling at every level uh yeah crazy since we're um talking about how great andy murray is how great was it that alex demon or <laughs> beat him i knew this would be the placement of this story is brutal yeah. um yeah andy murray going down alex demon or in one of the warm-up tournaments for wimbledon on grass. Look, the Andy Murray now obviously isn't at the same level as Andy Murray Wimbledon champion. 
Of course. But because I'll, he's well, he's older and he's suffered great injury. 100%. So, you know. He's still confident, though. Um, there were some post-match chats with Andy Murray, and he's like, oh, I'm not going to overreact to losing to Alex Demonor, who's a beast on grass. It suits his game, and he's a lot younger. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't draw. I wouldn't read too much into it on the Andy Murray side of it, but I'll read heaps into it on the Demonor side and say Demon's going to win Wimbledon. <laughs> so uh, let's move over to NBA. I think you're going to shine here, Shad. Apparently, there's been a bit of chaos in the NBA draft. Oh, look, the first pick's pretty clear. We all know that uh, the Frenchman, Webinyama, is going to be going up uh, number one overall to the San Antonio Spurs, who got their top pick in the draft. The next two are a little bit questionable, um, but the biggest thing that's happened to shake up things before the draft is a couple of these trade moves that have been going on. The Suns moved Chris Paul on to the Wizards in order to get themselves Bradley Beal, who has been a long stalwart of the Wizards and long considered a player that, oh, man, if he just went to another team, God, he could have some success, but he was loyal. Uh, He's now – he had a no-trade clause, so he actually allowed this trade to get – to move on, to get him out of the Wizards. So that move sent Chris Paul to the Wizards, but they're not even going to let him suit up next season. They've already, from word is, agreed on a deal to send Chris Paul to Golden State Warriors in exchange for Jordan Poole and a bunch of future assets, some of which is a protected first rounder in 2030, which is so far away. Um, So he'll be going over there to be what you would imagine is a bench point guard to give rest for Steph Curry and Clay, which I think is a smart move by the Warriors, to be honest. We saw this past season, you know, a few moments where Clay or Steph had to miss time because the injuries are getting a bit older um, as they play. Chris Ball's an older player as well, but he's perfect to come off the bench and still keep that rhythm going for the side. So I think that's going to be good. And then the Wizards get a good player in pool who averaged 30 minutes and 20 points a game for Golden State last season. So that's been a big move. And then the Knicks have apparently inquired with the Clippers about trading to get uh, PG, to get Paul George over to their side, which would also be a huge move for them, you would think, but could shake up the order of this draft moving forward. So this is the exciting time. The NBA really delivers on trades. I think it's something the NFL has done a little bit lately but doesn't have quite the flexibility in cap space the way the NBA does that a lot of people are predicting that not only is that trade going to shake up the draft but also the Wizards getting Porzingis uh, sorry, the the Wizards uh, trading Porzingis as well to Boston in that three-team deal. There's so many movements on the back of this original Wizards trade that I think is going to shake up a lot of contenders who probably felt they were just a moment's shy of getting into the NBA Finals. Okay, that's all nuts because the draft is happening as we speak, Chad. Yeah, exactly. That's why a lot of these movements have happened overnight. Um, so it'll be interesting. When you're listening to this, the draft has probably been completed. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a couple of players get moved throughout the day. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit subscribe, share, follow, all those things. Leave a review. Talk about how good Dan and Shad are together in the <laughs> in the Apple review. Um, and we need to say a big thank you to our sponsors. Cell AED, the world's smallest defibrillator, and it could save you or your loved one's life. All right, we'll, we'll be back next week, Monday, uh, with your daily dose of sport. Hi, it's David Poir here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app 
and click to follow.